0: What's the first thing you do in 2022 when you need something done, but you're not sure where to get it? You Google it, right? You need a plumber, you Google it. You need a mortgage, you Google it. You need a car detail or an oil change, you Google it. If your business doesn't show up in the top three or even on the first page in general, when I Google something, chances are you're not getting my business. Actually, you're definitely not getting my business. It's that simple. Maybe you do show up, but you only have one review that was left by a customer in 2015. Well, you're not getting my business either. Websites by Students is a company that's here to help solve modern website issues for small and medium-sized businesses. The team at Websites by Students builds custom WordPress websites for small and medium-sized service businesses. Every website is 100% custom built, which means you tell them what you want on the site and they build it exactly to your needs. Every website comes equipped with Google Suite functionality, meaning the Google map, Google integration is all built in right from the start. Their prices are incredibly affordable and their team is super professional to work with. They can build you a brand new website in under three weeks and that comes with unlimited revisions. So they'll send you the first draft. If you don't like it, tell them to fix it as long as you want until the site looks exactly the way that you want it. They won't publish anything until it's perfect and you want it built the way that you want it. The best part about it is that every website package comes with one year worth of free website management so six months after you get this site built if you want to update something whether it's copywriting or you want a restaurant and you want to add to your menu just tell the team at websites by students to do it they'll turn that around in under 48 hours and get that website updated for you to your exact specifications it gets even better websites by students is a purpose-driven organization A portion of every website they build goes to a scholarship fund to help fight student debt for as many college students as they can. If you visit websitesbystudents.com today, fill out the contact form and mention the get it done podcast. You'll save 20% on your next website project. That could be as much as $500 worth of savings. And that $500 is more than likely going into that scholarship fund to help fight student debt. Visit websitesbystudents.com today to get your new website built or get your existing website updated so that it shows up on the first page of Google, if not the top three. Their goal is to make you number one. Call them today, visit their website, mention our podcast, save 20%. And- All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm Joe Zanke, your host. Today, I'm with my guest, Mike Scully of Levergear. Mike, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Joe? Doing good. Doing good. We're catching you um, You know, right at... Right at uh, rush hour right now, you know it's beginning of December. Uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday going on. Holidays
1: right around the corner, so you must be pretty busy. That's right. Uh, yeah, we're, we're busy for sure. Um, it's all, no matter how hard you try, it's always like a scramble this time of year. Um, you know, getting all your inventory stocked up in various locations and and getting all your your advertisements and promotions and communications all kind of lined up and ready to go and. I'm always pretty late with that, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's it's um, it's never easy. It's never easy. Even like you said, you know, you've been doing it for a little while now. You know, I've had experience doing it, but at the end of the day, um, it's something that it takes a lot of work. But you know, it ends up hopefully being yeah. um, rewarding. So I appreciate you taking the time to do this.
1: Yeah, I'm getting better. I a few years ago, I was um, sleeping at the office and having to wake up every two hours to kind of process some. <laughs> Some inventory that we had, and at least, thankfully, I've gotten past that, so um, I can sleep at home now.
0: The beginning stages of uh, being a business owner are fun, aren't they?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. A, lot of, a lot of those types of things going on. So, look, I want to start with, um, you know, I, I want to get into Levergear and what you guys are doing and what you're selling today, but let's start with you. You know, how did um, how you come up with this concept, and how did you start the company? What were you doing beforehand? You know, all that good stuff. Right. Give us a little overview.
1: Sure. Uh, well, I, I started out. My background is in uh, mechanical engineering and industrial design, and um, I kind of combined those two and worked as a product design consultant uh, out in California for a while, and um, which was which was a great job because I got to work with um, you know big medium sized companies um, and just help them develop their products. So, got to work with different teams and. Um, Sometimes worked with other design firms, and so mm-hmm. I got a really good background in you know seeing how products were developed and how different companies did it and how they made decisions. And um, but I always uh, had sort of the itch to do my own products, and so in the background I was always kind of figuring out what that might be, and um, you know just trying to figure out ideas that you know something that I could kind of do and turn into a business and. Um, about uh, six years ago, I guess in 2015, I finally made the leap. I had a um, a product that I had been working on, and I really felt like it was it was a cool product and something that I could, you know, bring to market myself. And uh, it was time to sort of just take the plunge.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And so you you know, it's funny when you're watching from like the not from the sidelines. I mean, you were in it every day, but um, you know, watching how other companies operate watching how things progress watching how products are being made you know what getting an idea at the same time of what you know you could inevitably sell well how you could get into that end of the business yourself it's funny because a lot of people think you know when they're starting a business they need to have the idea you know narrowed down ready to go and everything like that a lot of the time you can take in a lot of businesses form from taking experiences that you're currently in or have in the past mm-hmm. and just using what you've learned about those to rework them and apply them to what you inevitably want to do.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if you have, if you're an entrepreneur and you have kind of like a- an urge to start a business, it's, it's, um, it's not a bad idea to be working somewhere for a while and just be thinking about it in the background for, you know, a year, two years, five years, whatever. Um, because you know, like, your ideas will evolve, and and sort of like just having that time to sort of percolate and and kind of hone in on where you really want to go um, is important. Because I think you know, one of the biggest, most important parts is like the very beginning, sort of picking a business model and a and a plan that you want to do. Um, so I don't know. I, I I didn't just kind of jump into it. You know, right. I I had sort of had this as my background and. But it was, it was something I always knew I wanted to do. It was just a question of which product and, and when, so.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's great. It's great. So tell me about what you're doing now. Um, what is, you know, Lever Gear? How You know, how did you talk to me about actually, you know, when you came up with the first product that you guys are selling, because I know you have multiple now, um, how did that come to be? And then where did you start selling it right out of the gate?
1: Yeah. Well, we'll Levergear now is we've got three products um, and, you know, various uh, versions of each of those products, but it's all geared around um, designing simple products that are that are multifunctional and easy to carry, um, so they're like everyday carry uh, kind of items, uh, and the idea is just to help people get more done uh, more efficiently in their daily lives, so um, you're just having some simple tools that you can carry around with you and, you know, with the need arises, you know, you can just use your tools and, and, and knock stuff out. So very much much based around, like, you know, being productive and efficient. And um, so, yeah, it started with a tool card. Um, and part of what allowed me to start the business and, um, and what helped me sort of make the decision that it was time to start was um, Kickstarter was a big part of our early business. Um, and it was at a time. It had been, Kickstarter had been around for maybe, maybe five years or so. Um, and obviously it started small and then it, it sort of grew and grew. Um, so it had gotten to the point where it was a little bit more mainstream. Um, but you know, so you were, and, and there is, it was sort of had a proven track record of being able to, you know, companies launching products or individuals launching products, uh, and getting some funding that way. So that, that was a great platform for us early on. And it still is today. We plan to, launch all of our products through Kickstarter, but they just bring a, a great audience of like early adopters and the platform, you know, it brings the audience and it allows you to really just like tell the story of your product and your brand and how you created it. And um their users really sort of engage with the content. And so um so it's it's great in so many ways. And then the the other nice thing about it is you know, you're, you're getting funding, um, in advance of even having to shell out money, even for like tooling and, um, some of the other things in order to make the product. So it, it really helps with cash flow and, you know, you're not having to take out loans and do other things, um, to the extent that you would need to without it. So, um, that's kind of how we launched. Awesome. Yeah. We launched on, in spring of 2016 on Kickstarter and, um, and just had some good success with that. So.
0: It, it seems like, um, I mean, it's an unbelievable idea. I personally don't have any experience with it, but it's good to know for anybody out there listening that, you know, is at a, a, a phase where they're thinking about starting something that that product, you know, is, is, or that, that platform, that product is, is able to catapult, um, you know, a company the way that, that it's been able to help you. And it's, yeah. so you can kind of go back to it too. That, that's what you're saying. Like, even yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. About. So, um, yeah so every time we launch a product, we can go back to it, and the nice thing is we you know we all already have a list of Kickstarter backers who've supported us in the past and might be interested in our future products and then like our own um, just regular mailing lists um, how yeah, does it work s-
0: from a backer standpoint? how does like if I'm someone who you know is interested in investing right. um, how does it work on that end for the individual
1: well yeah the idea is you uh, create an account on, like, the Kickstarter platform, and they'll have various various projects. And there's all kinds of projects. Some of them are products like ours, but some of them are, like, art projects or, you know, videos or you know, whatever. There's all kinds of different things. It's just a place for creators to basically present their, their project that they want to work on, and then people who like it can support it, and then in exchange you get a re- reward. So in our case, you know, we're developing products, so the product... Is the reward in the end. And, um, you know, the, the, the backers, they get, generally you give them a, a really nice discount, um, and you br- sort of bring them along, uh, through the journey of creating the, the product. So as you, you know, develop your prototypes or as you, um, you know, get more and more first articles from the manufacturer or news or, you know, things change, you kind of can fill them in and, and it really brings them into the, sort of the, the journey. And so I, I think it also, you know, it, it, it creates really good customers too, because they're a little bit invested in your brand, like literally. <laughs> but, so it's more of, um, you know, it, it, it can be a small, it's sort of like an investment, but it's like you're, you're, you're promoting something that you'd want to buy anyway, so, or, or support anyway. And, um, you know, you're willing to wait. Go through the process and then get your reward later. So, um, wow. Yeah. Oh, what a great
0: concept. What a great concept. Yeah, it's fun.
1: And, and I've, you know, I've backed several projects on Kickstarter as well. Um, and it's, it's just kind of fun because, you know, it, it, often there's a lag. So in many cases, you'll, you'll kind of like forget you can back something. And then it's like, oh, wait, oh, cool. This is getting ready to show up. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of neat. But it's, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, there's some risks for the, for the backers, like, um, sure. not every project can kind of pull it off in the way that they, uh, expect to. Right. Um, and, but anyway, but it's a great platform all around.
0: So what's driven sales to this point? Do you guys, did you start with a website? You start on Amazon, um, you use a combination of those two platforms. Plus you said a couple other different ones, right? Are you guys in retail? Yeah. Talk to me about, um, where you're selling and, and how you're getting your name out there.
1: Right, so we're primarily online um, and through our website, Amazon. Those are our two biggest channels, um, but also Etsy has been good for us, especially uh, during the holidays. And um, um, and then we're on, you know, a few other sort of just sort of smaller e-commerce sites. You know, some drop shipping sites, some you know some that take inventory, and we're in a little bit of specialty retail stores, um, but that hasn't really been a focus uh, for us, but. Know, maybe gotcha. in the future we'll get more into that, but sure. we're kind of focused on e-commerce and then developing some new products. And, um, you know, things have, for us have shifted a little bit more towards Amazon, um, partly because just so many customers are getting used to buying on Amazon. So, uh, you know, it's it's good and, you know, it's great It's because great they bring a ton of customers. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are challenges too, you know, because they're... Oh, yeah. You know, it takes your margin. It's not, you're not really, um, Amazon considers those people their customers. <laughs> and right. so, you know, you're not right. uh, really necessarily building your customer base as well as when you can engage with them on your own website. So, right. Um, but I think it's important to have like a, you know, multi-pronged strategy.
0: It's definitely important. It's something that I've heard from multiple people selling things online is that, you know, you want to, I mean, at this point in the game, you you kind of need to be on Amazon. You know, it's just where yeah. people are buying things. I mean, I, I personally find myself guilty of it too. And, you know, you'll go to the mall, you go to a big box store, you'll look at an item, you won't buy it. And then you'll go on Amazon a day later or something and just go buy it there. Right.
1: It's, right. Just,
0: it's just like such a trusted platform at this point. But yeah. as a seller, you know, it can be, like you said, it, it has its upsides and downsides. I mean, they make it extremely, um, they make the process easy, but they also, like you said, they control so much of it that right. they also make it kind of difficult too. Um, it can be
1: challenging so. and it can be a little hard to work through issues with them. And, you know, they have like, like the final say it's their platform. So, yep. um, yep. and you know, there there's, you know, if they decide to pull a product or, or something like that, then you're, you're, you're kind of, at their mercy. So you also need right. to have your own website and, your, and other channels, um, working in parallel, I think, or, or you could, you could find yourself in trouble. hundred um, percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great that you guys are, are able to capture the demand from both. Um, you know, maybe it's like you try to capture the sales through Amazon and then, and then nurture the customer through the website, um, you know, to, to drive more sales there. You know, there's all different sorts of taxes you can do. It's, it's funny too, because like what I've heard is, you know, selling on Shopify and selling on Amazon are like two completely different things. Sometimes you'd think yeah. they'd be the same, but yeah, anyway.
1: yeah, I would see that. But
0: so, um, you know, what's been what's been the biggest challenge at this point? Talk to me about a challenge that you faced along the road here, and you know how you've been able to overcome it, just as an entrepreneur in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you probably know, there's there's always there's tons of challenges. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I, you know, I think to the point where I think the most important characteristic of a, of an entrepreneur is just being able to just push through and, um, being persistent and, um, sticking with whatever you're doing, stick with it and stick with it. Um, you know, we, I think in general, like, um, managing cash flow and kind of, um, keeping track of that has been a big challenge, but, you know, we, we, like, our, our biggest challenge, like our biggest, like kind of, um, I don't know what, exactly what to call it, uh, you know, disaster, maybe. <laughs> you know, our second product that we launched, um, on Kickstarter, uh, it was called the Bit Vault. And we actually, I had designed two very similar products. Um, the Bit Vault is just a small, uh, waterproof carry case, um, kind of like a pill box that you can keep on your, on your keychain. But it it's also designed so that you can hold hex bits in it and turn it into a portable screwdriver. Oh wow! So yeah, it's really neat and it's a um it's just like this. So some a lot of people use it just as a compact screwdriver and yep. you can whatever hex bits you need, you put them in there, take it with you. But it's you can also keep pills or toothpicks or whatever in it. But so but I when I when I launched it, we launched the Bit and then we had a, a similar product called the Bit Light, which um also incorporated a little mini flashlight in it and so um, we launched them both on Kickstarter and you know um, yeah and so you know we had some backers back to bit light some back the bit vault and you know as it was kind of being in the early stages of development a lot of these really nice sort of EDC flashlights were coming out with yeah. you know, sort of a newer surface mount LED style flashlights that um, were just so much more powerful than kind of what was already out there. And so I I sort of came to the realization that we were going to be launching an inferior product if we sort of just kept moving forward. So I told our backers, I was like, you know, we're going to try to tweak the design and redesign it for these new kind of LEDs and, and do all this stuff. And then so I went through, you know, the development process for that. And eventually it just sort of became um it, it was just not going to work and so um i had to you know basically come out with like a mea culpa to all our backers and be like you know we're not going to be able to launch the bitlight as well as the bit vault and so um you know we we gave all of our backers you know you could say if you want the bit vault you can get that you can switch to that and otherwise we had to like refund all of the we, you know, we. I don't know if we technically had to, but we refunded everyone that wanted a refund for the Bitlight, um, just because I, I had to kind of punt on it. It was just, it was just not going to be feasible. And but the amount of like um, time and resources and money that you sink into developing a product right. when you've only got like two or three products. <laughs> It's uh, it's a huge drain on your resources. So if something flops, it it really dug us like a big hole to kind of get out of. So I feel like you know, this is like two or three years later, and like we're just kind of like recovering from that. So oh wow, um, wow. yeah. I
0: hey, think look, like you said, at the end of the day, I mean, the biggest trait you know an entrepreneur needs is is the resilience and the, and the thick skin to kind of keep going, and be able to be able to take some punches. You know what I mean? Because it's just no one goes through this journey without something like that happening not you know similar to the extent but at the same time you know even just with things like um that have happened recently with covid and supply chain issues and stuff like that like
1: yeah things
0: that you have no control over i mean and they're gonna and and those aren't the last ones that are gonna happen i mean they happen you know
1: yeah it's bad enough when you make your own mistakes but then when something like COVID comes around and just like you know you know wipes out businesses and all you know the lockdowns and all that stuff and it just sort of in many cases, a lot of people, there's nothing they could do to, to save their businesses. So we we were fortunate that we were in e-commerce and, um, you know, could kind of keep doing our thing. For um, sure. For sure. But, yeah, and, and the other thing, too, is, like, you know, like, what, what I found is, you know, it's important to, like, just communicate with your customers and your, you know, with Kickstarter, your backers, and just, you know, be upfront and be honest about what's what's happening and what's going on and then make it right with your customers and then, you know, you'll get through it, you know, if you try to, if, if you try to like cover it up or, you know, not address it, then that's when you get angry customers and oh, absolutely! Uh, yeah. in the long run, it's not a good strategy.
0: Yeah. It? No, it's not. It's not. Um, like you said, yeah, just get out in front of it, be honest, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, especially with the customers, people that have bought from you before will buy from you again, you know, as long as, as they trust the product and trust you still, um, in the long run, you know, in the short term you might lose some people, but the, in the long run, it will it will make all the difference in the world. It's just handling those situations the right way, you know, the, yeah. the way that if you were a consumer, you would want the the business or the business owner to handle them.
1: Yeah, it's an easy way to think of it.
0: So what's um what's next? So tell me about um you know what what, what kind of goals you guys got for um next year? You know, you're gonna launch a couple new products. You're gonna yeah sales well- goals that you got.
1: Yeah. So I've got, um, at least one kind of brand new project a product that I want to launch, uh, you know, spring of next year. And, um, it's sort of been something I've been working on for a while. And then this year it got a little bit sidetracked just cause we were focused on, um, you know, selling and, and beefing up our sales channels and some of our marketing stuff. So that the problem is like our, you know, that's another challenge for me is, you know, I, I want to be the designer and the engineer and like be creating products, but I also have to handle most other aspects of my business. So, um, you know, I, I, it's sort of like that, that kind of ends up being the last thing. Like if I have time, Oh great. I can design something new, but that, you know, 2022, a focus is going to be bringing on, um, probably one or two more people to help, handle a lot of the, you know, non-design related stuff. And then right. I'll focus more on de- development and design. And um, so we're going to, we're going to launch at least one new product and then probably a couple, either like an upgrade or sort of variation to our existing products. So um, that's, that's, awesome. that's my goal, I think, is, is to that's do exciting. one new one and two, you know, upgrades.
0: Oh, wow. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's huge. You know, we just keep advancing. Um, I mean, getting to getting yourself as a business owner to the point where you can remove, you know, you can focus as much time as you feel that you want to on your kind of highest and best use to the business is a very exciting time as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, that's
1: um, my, that's my goal. And, you know, we probably, you know, three or four years ago, I, I started to do that. Um, and I, I had hired a you know a few people to be on our team, and um, but I think the the business wasn't quite ready. <laughs> right. Um, so I you know I'd, I I overhired probably, and with the anticipation yeah. that we would sort of grow into it, um, and the you know we were growing, but not nearly as fast as we needed to to sort of support the, the payroll for like our small team. So. Um, yeah. And the other thing is we didn't really have, like, the processes in place where, you know, people could, our employees could, you know, sit down and knew what they had to do and do it and knock it out and, um, you know, kind of have that process where everyone knew what was going on. And, and so, um, since that stuff wasn't in place, you know, I would spend yeah. a lot of my time kind of managing, you know, these, a few of these employees. And, you know, so that didn't actually save me much, much time in the long run. So, um, You know, we we downsized a little bit. Thankfully, it was because, like, um, you know, one of them found their dream job. Another guy got an offer that was like twice what we were paying. So they sort of, you know, it was sort of natural uh, attrition. Um, But it enabled us to kind of regroup. And I think next year we'll be ready to sort of grow again from a much better um, position. I think you're muted.
0: I was getting a little feedback there. Sorry, um, no. I was going to say that it's it's super exciting when you're able to um, to make changes like that. And the best way, I mean, I know you probably feel like you made mistakes, you know, in the san- in the sense of like you know, hey, when I first hired, maybe I wasn't ready. But at the end of the day, I feel like at least in my own personal experiences you must feel good about where you're at going into next year because you were able to learn from past experiences. Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I, I kind of, um, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with making mistakes <laughs> and I know I'm going to make more mistakes and, but as as long as you learn from them and then do it better the next time, um, then, then mistakes are a good thing. If you, you know, if you don't learn from them or, you know, or you keep making the same mistakes over again, then you're, that's, then you're going to, you know, destroy your business, but you can end up um, paying for it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not afraid to make mistakes, but, um, I just, I just need to do it better the next time. So for sure. For
0: sure. Well, look, Mike, I really appreciate you coming on here. I, um, I love the story. You know, I, I, definitely want to check out the product. I feel like I would be someone that would, uh, get a lot of use out of that personally. Um, so I'm going to go on there check it out. And I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the holiday season, man. I mean, it's uh, exciting stuff around the corner for you guys.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Joe.
0: Thanks so much. Uh, We'll definitely stay in touch. (laughs) Great. Take care, Mike. All right. Take care.